Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome to another episode of Union of the Unknowns. Where this is our Not Your Mama's News episode, just like you heard in the intro. And today we are super excited about our audience, well, our guests, and also the faces that you rarely ever get to see that we all love. And don't mind this mask. I just want to make sure that everybody feels safe. Because, you know, the vid is going back around again, and we know that masks work. And so I just wanted to make sure that we feel safe with this. I don't feel safe, Jackie. <laughs> you don't feel safe? No. Is the mask what doing it? Is that what's making you feel unsafe right now? Um, I feel I feel a cough coming on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, since they don't work anyways. Sorry right. that a droplet will go over the internet hot. and infect me. <laughs> I, think, I think all they do is they focus the COVID cooties and, and direct them, you know, more strongly towards the mm. people's orifices. Yeah. Well, since I don't want to keep reinfecting uh, myself, I just rather infect others. <laughs> okay. So we have, um, so we're going to go ahead. Uh, Terry, I just want to introduce you, Mr. Terry Canary. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we have our beautiful big perm. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, we have a special guest on tonight. I think this is his second appearance, Scott. Welcome, Scott. Hello. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for joining us. Our Good to see favorite you, Scott. Uh, New Englander from Massachusetts or Connecticut or wherever. Who knows? But it is Brewski. We love you, Brewski. Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. I am from Massachusetts. I live in New Hampshire now. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Whatever. The free state of New Hampshire. Yes. The free ish. We're up there. The free ish yeah. state of New Hampshire. I feel like you have to say that every time you say New Hampshire now. Yes. We are. We do want to put up mm. razor wire to keep people from Massachusetts from coming in. And then the <laughs> voice that you heard on the intro and one of our favorite IT guys, uh, the one that will be managing everything tonight. So if it screws up, just blame him. Welcome, Keelthor. Hey, how's everybody doing? Fantastic. Thank you. Great. So we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to get started Great with bets. our first story this evening. We have a full house. And um, Terry, why don't you go ahead and get us started with this gnarly story that you have? A gnarly story. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I'm going to revisit one of my favorite subjects of election fraud. And um, that doesn't happen. Be a Tucker Carlson interview. No, that well, of course, we all know that the election was the most safe and secure in um, history, just like masks and you know the things we're not supposed to talk about. Uh, but anyway, um, Tucker Carlson is going to be releasing soon an interview with the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, and Ken Paxton has been saying in this interview that there was election fraud going on in the 2020 election. And he, he thinks that the main way that the Dems pulled it off was that they um, stopped counting 
uh, in certain places. Uh, you know, I'm saying there's a like a water leak or whatever. So they stop counting, and then that then they count up the votes they've got, and they they work out how many mail-in ballots they have to create in order to to get the win for the man they want, which of course was Biden in this case. So um, I, I think there's been a lot of election fraud in in a lot of U.S. elections, and not always by the Dems. I think probably the George W. Bush election was was subject to a lot of fraud as well. So. It just depends who the, the guys in the deep state want in. And on this occasion, they want the, the Dem guy to be in. So uh, I don't think that's the only trick they pulled. Uh, there's been, you know, uh, it's quite a good documentary called 2000 Mules, which showed uh, Dem operatives stuffing ballots, left, right and centre, um, you know, harvesting uh, ballots from old and confused people, possibly. And then stuffing them into into ballot boxes, and also there was a lot of shenanigans going on late at night where they're pulling out ballots from under the desk, running ballots multiple times through voting machines, which seem to be able to be tampered with very easily, and were connected to the internet when the manufacturers were assuring that they they couldn't be connected to the internet. So there was a there was quite a lot of different types of shenanigans. So I don't think. That was just the only thing they did. But I think he's hit the nail on the head, really, because we all remember those graphs of, you know, coming up to the night where Trump was ahead and then there's suddenly a giant leap in the number of ballots for Biden and suddenly he takes the lead, you know, when the ballot, uh, the polling stations were closed because, you know, because they, they decided they wanted to close them. It, it's, it's extraordinary to me that uh, America can't, count all their ballots in a da in a night but this is the situation we're in this used to be a it's a very of, new uh, technology shenanigans counting it it hasn't been perfected yet yes <laughs> yes oh, we've, got, yeah. we've got such a huge country you know it takes a while to count all those yeah you know well uh i think i mentioned this before that the uk has like 50 million votes voters or 50 million population anyway so they you know it's smaller than america but there's still quite a lot of people and we have quite a lot of uh different what they call constituencies and they all get counted overnight so everyone knows the results the next day and in this case in the u.s election there was a huge delay um while they were kind of adjusted numbers i guess so it was interesting too like in my mind that was... yeah it was interesting too Sorry, like Karen. all the swing states here they all pause counting at the same time you know and then the next morning yeah. like hey all these swing states like they all went for biden like hmm, there's some coordination going on there you know it's like come on but no like you said it's yeah. the most secure <laughs> secure election in history <laughs> it's funny how uh, all of it's starting to because, come out. Know, uh, sorry, yeah, I was just going to say yeah, it's funny how lot, it's well, all starting to come of, out. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Terry. Sorry, sorry, Jackie. My mad delay is obviously kicking in again. Uh, there's been a lot of successful pro prosecutions about election fraud. So, um, not you know, mainly on local local elections, but one or two for the national elections as well, and. Uh, what Scott's you was saying about um, 
the swing states for people who think or are skeptical that it's difficult to fix an American election. You don't, you only have to fix them in the swing states. And I've got six down here, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Nevada. Within, within each of those states, you really only have to fix one county. And that's corresponding to the main cities, which we know are Dem strongholds. So for Georgia, it will be Atlanta, Arizona, Phoenix, Michigan, Detroit, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and Nevada, Las Vegas. And if you get control of the polling stations in those cities, or just maybe even just a few of them, you you can control the whole election, basically. So it's not really that difficult. Yeah. And it'd be nice if these lawsuits would actually follow through with what they want to do instead of just getting thrown out on technical whatever, because they don't, the, the ballots and things, they, they may get recounted, but they don't get examined. And that's what all these lawsuits are about, because they're about yeah. fake ballots and, yeah. you know, duplicates and all this kind of stuff. So, Right. And then they bring those up and then the court's like, no, you don't have any standing. So we're just going to toss a lawsuit. And it right. just, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. And, then the, and then the headlines all say this, this was all adjudicated. You know, this, the, there was no fraud. We had the lawsuits got thrown out cause they were, they had no basis in reality. And of course that's not true. And then it all starts to come out now once the election, once the, the, once his, you know, term is over with to move on to the next person because who cares at this point? He's already ruined the country. A little bit at a time. They do it piece by piece. They make it slow. It's kind of like the frogs that are slowly being killed in a hot bucket of water. <laughs> Those frogs slowly being turned it's gay. Slow <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Yeah, like when you're cooking, so they don't they think it's lukewarm, so they're just like hanging out swimming or crabs in a bucket or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like they're just hanging out swimming around, but you slowly turn the heat up and they don't realize that they're being cooked to death until all of a sudden they're dead. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Has anybody ever actually tried that? Is uh anybody actually tried slowly boiling a frog? Does I wonder if that actually works or not. No, because I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> oh, where is Ashley and Stella? They are. They couldn't make this episode tonight. We gave them the night off. Yeah, yeah. So they've been they've been holding this whole show together for a long time. They deserve a break. <laughs> they have. They have. Yeah, we owe them a great debt. Shout out to Ashley. So. so uh, Okay. So any other things about Terry's story or anything like that? Were you about to say something else? Well, Sorry. I was going to say uh, about Scotsy, what you said about no standing. It's no standing thing drives me nuts because how can you not have standing if you're, you know, you're a voter and you're saying my vote has not been counted properly in this election. And the judge says, ah, you've got no standing, you know, because you weren't really affected. And it's just ridiculous argument. Yeah, it's like the judiciary just they don't want to get involved at all. So they're like, nope, you don't got any standing. So they just push it back to the legislature and it's it's frustrating. That's because elections are mm. fake and gay, so voting they really doesn't are. count anyway. <laughs> yes. Yep. They all fake and gay, yeah. <laughs> right in right in these nuts going forward. So. Oh my goodness. 
Um, someone says that they're collecting unfiltered news tube service and they're voting for myocarditis. <laughs> gotta gotta do the oh, the love the love icon there. I can't. I'm not good at that. There, there we go. There's the love. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So speaking of love, Scott, well, you're up next. What story are you bringing to the news channel? So there was an article I saw from Zero Hedge where it said the U.S. has the biggest government in the history of the world by a very large margin. Yay. So, yeah. Number one. Very we large. are number one. Yep. yep. Let's go bomb some more countries. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know, just given our, incre- you know, our inflating debt, etc., like, all, all sorts of people are on government-funded programs. Like in the Zero Hedge article, and I'm quoting here, like 70 million Americans are on Social Security, 65 million Americans are on Medicare and Medicaid, and then 41 million Americans are on food stamps. And it goes on to say in the article, like, you know, we're not technically a socialist country, but we're pretty well on the road, you know, to that path. Mm-hmm. So just given our your, our debt, $34 trillion in debt, you know, and all these people on government programs, like, yeah, we're well on the road to socialism. I think so. we might even have skipped right over it and we're, we might be beyond socialism. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I, I agree with you there. I think we're already there. I mean, I, I think what we look at nowadays is what, you know, people who were defining socialism way back when a hundred years ago, whatever they, that that's where we've gotten, we've gotten there already. Yeah. By, by the actual, you know, we're there. We just can't see it because we've been slowly boiling this whole time, you know? Exactly. Right. And, and they don't call it socialism. They just got all kinds of other names for it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Democratic socialism. It sounds nicer. When you have a guy that calls himself a Republican signing off on $2 trillion worth of shit. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's right. a little socialist. Yep. Little... Yep. Let's print money like it's going out what of style. Was, uh... What was the basis for measuring it as the biggest government, Scott? Was it just the amount of money they're spending? Or, yeah, know, just the amount of money. Like, where does it say in the article? At back in like 1980, I think it was an article. Like our debt was like one trillion, and then like 30 years later, we're up to 34 trillion. So it's just it's an astronomical number. <laughs> and even the interest we're paying on that debt is like almost a trillion each year. So it's like we're never going to pay that back. Mm. So the only way, exactly. It's like the only way we're going to see ourselves out of this is if our government collapses. So it's a Ponzi scheme that just keep. Yeah, it really is. It's a Ponzi scheme. I don't know. My mom has. uh... Sorry, I've got a quiz question for you. Do you know what the biggest asset is on the U.S. government books? What account is their biggest asset? Uh, it's got to be personnel. All the people that are employed Humans? by the federal government. That's usually the most... No, is that? Bear, bear in mind they own all this land. They've got a big military. And, you know, I was going to say missiles. It's actually... And well, yeah. It's actually student debt. They count that as really? their biggest asset. Really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, I did not know that. I just, yeah. I just learned something tonight. Mm. Cheers. 
<laughs> I was going to say that my mom is on, um, you know, the senior citizen uh, insurance and stuff like that for, I think it's Medicaid. I always get the two confused. And then we got her approved because my mom, you know, she only thinks she makes is social security. That's it, which is like $1,400 a month. So, um, she gets, but she didn't plan very well. So, but she did have a child that, that helps to take care of her. So she does get, uh, we after five years of putting in for it. We got, um, finally got her like long-term care insurance. So we, we have her senior citizen Medicaid insurance, I think is done through Humana. And basically all of her medications and stuff like that were paid for by, you know, Humana and, the Medicaid and the ta taxpayers that pay into that, obviously. Um, and so uh, I got, we got a letter the other day, I guess, cause she's got on the also qualified for like the portion of the poor people's insurance for Medicare. And so we got a letter saying that we're going to be, they're switching our uh, prescription insurance from like no copay on anything is fully covered to now we have to switch to something and we'll have a copay, which doesn't make sense. So you put on the poor people's insurance to start paying money. I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter to me as long as it's not like hundreds of dollars per prescription. Um, but, uh, cause you know, we'll pay for it. It's not a big deal, but, um, I just thought that was kind of funny. I was like, what an oxymoron. But we are part of the problem because we do take advantage yeah. of some of that. But I also do manage and take care of a lot of the other costs. Like they don't pay for any of the utilities or anything like that around the house. None of that stuff is covered. The mortgage and all that stuff's paid for. We just uh, get help with her with um, assistance for someone to come and uh, for, you know, 10 hours a week or 14 to come get my mom up and cleaner and make something for her and stuff and just help with the family, relieve the family a little bit. So it's a full-time job. Hmm. So I, you know, yeah. I never understood the, the reason for like low co-pays. I, I get that. It's so you're, you're, you're putting a little skin in the game or something in the transaction. Yeah. Whatever. But I mean, at that level, it's probably not very high. And if you're already, uh, receiving assistance. What what's the point of having a copay in something like that? I don't get yeah, I have that. No idea. I have no idea. It's have really you... stupid. It's so stupid because they're like, because I have prescription and medical is all done through Humana. Like, why make someone switch? But again, that's because it's the government, mm -hmm. and we yep. allowed them to get more involved into it. I didn't know what all it was going to encompass. I should have just left it the way it was, honestly. So they're making. Wow your mom pay with the social security she's receiving from the government back to the government in the form of copay. <laughs> it's protection. Yeah. Subsidized healthcare. But she paid into yeah. the social security. Mm -hmm. No, she paid into that because even when yeah, she was self-employed, she purposely through her accountant paid into social security. So she paid into yeah. that. But I was like thinking you could have just reinvested that into another account and probably made more money back. But sure. Whatever. Have you have you looked at GoodRx at all? I use that for myself because I don't have yeah. insurance, so I refuse yeah. to get on Obamacare. Yeah. So my doc gave me a card for one of my prescriptions, and like now I use uh -huh. that for all my stuff, and it's cheaper than my insurance. So I'm yeah. like, I'm just gonna keep going with it. So yeah, I don't know if any of her, you know, check that out for her as well. 
you know. Okay, yeah, I will. Like, a bit. Sorry, girl, girl screaming in the background here. <laughs> <laughs> it's your parrot that you keep fine. in the living room. Well, they're probably screaming in horror at the level of U.S. debt. Um, yes, it's pretty much. In a way, yeah. it's part of the big farm. It's part of the big farmer racket as well, isn't it? Because uh, the U.S. government is effectively subsidizing big pharma by getting everyone on these drugs that you know they're subsidized by the government and it's, it's all you know, a terrible ponzi scheme yep. as you were saying yeah and it's not this... sustainable i mean there's no western country that can go on like this i think i think there might be a big collapse coming this year because i can't see where else it's going to go well they just Something's keep coming happening. up with <clears throat> with reasons to print more money it should have collapsed a hundred times by now. Yeah, right. I'm no, I'm no economist, but there's something, something's not right. Right. I, I hope you're wrong, but you know, it's it's a long time coming. I mean, that's it's going to collapse at some point. Something's got to happen. That, that's mm-hmm. the last support structure yeah. is going to break you know, underneath all that weight. There's just no way it can't. Yeah. That that uh um I'd say Obama thing, but it pretty much is anyways. But that Biden thing with the school debt definitely went through because my friend sent me a text message and she's like, I owed all this school debt and I went in to go start paying it. And uh and then she sent me a screenshot. She goes, Thanks, Biden. <laughs> she's definitely not a Biden <laughs> fan at all. But she was like, Thanks, Biden. I was like thinking, yeah, B, you're welcome from your taxpayers, B. <laughs> yep. So yep. <clears throat> so um, okay, does anybody else have anything with <clears throat> Scott's story? Because we can move on to Perm. Perm, you're up next. Anything else? Going once, going twice. Okay. Perm, what you got for us? All right. I decided for my first appearance on Not Your Mama's News, I didn't want to go geopolitics. wanted to Yay. go a different direction. So, uh, Cheers to Perm. My story came out like a week ago, I think it was, and it's about a uh, recurrent phenomenon of tourists returning artifacts stolen from Pompeii and if you're not familiar with Pompeii, it was a city that was destroyed Ooh. by uh, Mount Vesuvius in 79 CE, whenever that was, a long, long time ago. AD, current epoch. Mm-hmm. Well, it says CE on the article. Yeah. Well, it's, it's current Current epoch is the placement okay. for AD. They, uh, I've never seen they that. They do before. that to be inclusive, I'm afraid. They do that to be yeah. inclusive because they think AD is too Christian. So it's uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's like some DEI. Well, this is my first yeah. Yeah, with exactly. It's a DEI sort of Okay. So the uh, director of Pompeii's archaeological park shared a note from a visitor who claimed to have or I'll read I'm gonna read the note. Um, I didn't know about the curse. I didn't know what I should not take. I didn't know that I should not take any rocks. Within a year, I got breast cancer. I'm a young and healthy female, and doctors said it was just bad luck. Please accept my apology and these pieces. And I can't read the bottom of it, but there's three rocks next to the note. And apparently this happens all the time, that people take things from the site and bad luck follows. And it reminded me of 
the when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii, and I think it was Bobby had this little tiki statue, and yeah. all of a sudden, a bunch of bad things just kept happening during their time there. I just saw that episode like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing, thinking, did they have more kids? That would be a bit of a disaster for the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I was thinking he's not going to yeah, say no Brady joke. Bunch, is he? Did <laughs> it. I had to. <laughs> and it was that creepy guy living in the cave. I don't remember that part. I, think he had I remember the Minahunis, though. Yeah. Wasn't there Minahunis? Or is that the full house one where they went to Hawaii? I don't know. I, so, I can't yeah, there's not a lot to this one, like but basically the, uh, this happens all the time. Yeah, I believe it. People uh, well, take artifacts. I, I've got stuff to say about so Is it just rocks? Is it just rocks, or do they steal artifacts? Statues so for things? this specific note, it was just rocks. But it sounds like right. there's artifacts, too, that people have been taking with, and sent similar letters re after returning the artifacts. Mm, that's crazy. Wow. Huh. Um, it sounds a bit like Tutankhamun's curse as well, doesn't it? Because all the people that went into Tutankhamun's tomb, supposedly bad things happened to them. Yeah. And they watch like Indiana Jones. Although I think some of them, like, like you know, he died of a heart attack at 82 or something. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Jack, they didn't have, take... they didn't have uh -huh. Indiana Jones back in uh, 1923 or whenever Tutankhamun's mm. tomb was uncovered. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Don't be taking any artifacts I've, now, I've though. Got... Go ahead, Terry. I've got I've got something to add to this story. I've been to Pompeii, and it's a bloody amazing place. It's fantastic. It's uh, you can actually see this whole Rome. You'd love it, Kill. This whole Roman city kind of laid out. You can go into the shops and everything, and you can see the the on the roads. You can see the the sort of tracks that have been left by, you know, generations of carts going down. And they've left these sort of ruts in the, in the, in the stone roads. It's really amazing. And uh, one of the most extraordinary things about it is you, I saw this guy going into like a little shed. It was like the sort of cleaner or something. And, you know, in, instead of having like loads of mops and brushes and things, there were loads of these Roman pots. <laughs> so they just, they got so much stuff. They were sort of storing it wherever they could. So, uh, and they they're sort of struggling with uh finance because they they keep finding all this stuff and they haven't really got anywhere to put it and they don't really know what to do with it or haven't got the money to restore this thing this stuff uh, it's really amazing and there's a, a similar city close by herculaneum which pompeii was kind of buried in ash herculaneum was buried by mud and uh in some ways it's even better but it's it's all under a suburb of Naples. So they're actually digging out under <laughs> under people's houses and they can't get to the whole city because it, they'd have to, you know, destroy some people's houses who are living in the suburbs of Naples. It's really, it was really great. Yeah. I didn't really take cool. anything, so I'm, I'm okay. You're okay. Yeah, Lucky really cool. man. <laughs> you just made my story mm. so much better by describing the uh, area. Terry yeah. does that. Pompeii <laughs> is, is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's an amazing wealth of just kind of flash frozen 
archaeological significance. I mean, it's and and you you know you can you can question the validity of some of the things that where the people get frozen in in volcanic ash and turn to stone or whatever, and they uncovered the people, and you can see rooms with kind of they're, they're statues, but there were real humans at one point standing there. And uh, yeah. I mean, it it sounds sounds all right to me, but I mean, you can you can question whether that's true or not. But as I understand it, Pompeii, uh, well, back when it was alive, was actually kind of a tourist destination that Romans would go to, and yeah, uh, back back during that time, it was a big city. It was a big port. It was one of the the chief ports of Rome. Uh, so yeah, it was very important. Um, I don't want to dominate this section, but I've got something else to say about that. We didn't see the bodies, but um, for a long time it was a mystery why, and they, like you said, people couldn't work out why these bodies were sort of mummified and frozen in, in death. Uh, and that's because they didn't know about pyroclastic flows, and they only really sort of realised how damaging they could be when uh, the volcano in Washington went off. What was that called? Someone help me Mount out. Mount St. Helens. The faint Mount St. Helens, thank you very much. Yeah, and um, so a lot of people were killed there by pyroclastic flows, and then they that's what they realised, that's what had happened to Pompeii, because um, these things, are, you know, they actually sort of fry you instantly because they're so hot. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about Mount St. Helens today. I think they today. burn all the oxygen out of the air. Right. Yeah. And uh, I was telling someone yeah. on the 509 Divine podcast that my mom still has a bottle of ash that she scooped up on the side of the freeway day or so after it blew. Right. Oh, wow. Where does she store that? It's just like a little glass bottle. It was on our kitchen counter for my whole life growing up. I don't know where she has it now. Yeah, I had an had an uncle who has since passed away. Some, if you want. <laughs> but uh, he, I remember, back in the eighties when Mount St. Helens erupted, and he was living right there at the time. And uh, my parents were both freaking out. Oh gosh, is he, is he okay? Is he okay? And they were getting him on the phone, and and he was fine. You know, he wasn't like right in the right next door to it or anything. But he's got pictures of it. You know, smoking and. Wow, whatever. Yeah. Or had pictures. Very spectacular, yeah. Of course, Perm's over there in the danger zone, isn't he? Where he lives. He is. Well, I'm a little higher altitude, but <laughs> we have a valley near Mount Rainier that is really the danger zone. St. Helens is three hours away, mm. I think. Rainier's only an hour and 20 minutes away. But, uh, there's a valley near there that's that we'll definitely need to evacuate if that guy ever goes off. Mm -hmm. it will yeah, just make sure, just make sure if Mount Rainier ever blows up, just make sure you drink all your beer. Yeah. Blows. We'll see it frozen in time. Like, ah. yeah, <laughs> they said that yeah. Rainier's been passed yeah. through for a long time. Oh, it's been past you for a long time? Is, wow. You'll have a great story for the plus side perm is you'll have a great story for not your mama's news. So we'll look forward to that. Yeah, hopefully I'll be going and 
staying on the East Coast for a couple of weeks, if that's the case. I got you. Sweet. Or you just nah. move over here to the East <laughs> Coast go. and hang out with the rest of us. No, like a real man. Gotta make a piss out to Wisconsin here. Drink some beer. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to start man. watching baseball okay. at 10 o'clock okay, at night, nice. man. Seven's already late enough. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Volcanoes ain't so bad. You know, they're nothing. I'm telling you. You know, a real man can live through a volcano. No problem. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and not get burned up. So, um, to one of our favorites for who loves uh, the beer, uh, Brewski. Bruce, our very own. Welcome. Hi. Um, and uh, what you got for us tonight, um, Bruce? Well, it's a bit of a strange See? story here. Um, the headline is Kansas City Chiefs fans found frozen to death in their uh, friend's backyard, and their parents say they think they saw something they shouldn't have. So there was these four, yeah, dead people. Four gentlemen, yes, four gentlemen were. I see. From what I people. what I read in the story, we're watching a football game at this one one of their houses, and the guy that lives there went to bed. And he went after the I suppose after they watched the football game or something, and he slept for forty eight hours. Nobody, I guess, people couldn't get a hold of him, and wow. they, somebody called for a wellness check, and the police showed up, and they found his three friends what they are calling frozen to death in his yard. They went in and woke, woke the guy up and he said he didn't know how they died. They were just outside frozen. And there was one other gentleman there who said when he left, they were all watching Jeopardy together. So there were five there. One left. They were all still alive. The guy that lives there went to bed, slept for 48 hours, and the other three were outside dead. To me, it sounds like they were drugged. Well, yeah. that's the thing. They, that, as far as yeah, when I read this story, scene. they hadn't got to the toxicology stuff yet. But the three, some of the parents of the dead individuals are suspicious. They're saying they think there was something funny going on, but they're going to check for drug overdoses and things like that. But he had slept for nearly 48 hours after the game. And only learned that the bodies were there when the police visited his home for a welfare check. That's ridiculous. Wow. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like definitely he got drugged and the two guys else got drugged. And then, so that's three. And then there's two missing people. The one that left. And sorry, so who's the missing person? Well, there's the guy that lives there. Right, and that's then the, one. And then the three dead fellas. Oh, three guys outside, so that's four. And then the one that and the left one. and said when he had left, all four were in the house watching Jeopardy. Oh, he said they were in the right. house watching Jeopardy. Yeah, I'll take mysterious deaths for $100. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. <laughs> and everybody fell asleep except for the guy that left. He didn't have any issues. He had gone home and... That's it. He didn't oh. sleep for 48 hours. So to me, he's the only one that wasn't like knocked out. So it sounds like he might have roofied these other right. guys. So like the one guy didn't leave his home for, for two days. He was sleeping, he claims, for 48 hours. Did until... he, was there urine in his bed? Did he pee on himself? Whoa. Did he poop on himself? No, there, was there, there wasn't any like of that? that. There wasn't any of that in the then story. Then he's lying. Just, yeah. a, just a lot of 
speculation from then this. Then he's lying because he would have peed I have himself. A I, have a, I have a conventional explanation. Could be carbon monoxide poisoning. We get that a lot in the UK when it gets very cold. People turn on these ropey old heaters. No, but these guys were outside. Carbon monoxide. No, they were not. They were outside. They were oh, outside, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. So were the doors yeah. locked or something? They couldn't get back in. They didn't really get into any of that. They just found the three guys. The police went to the door, and when they went to the door, the owner of the home had woken up to answer the door, and they're like, "Hey, what's with the dead guys?" And he didn't know how they died. They didn't really get into much except <laughs> for the, the people's the parents of the dead guys are saying they think that they may have seen something or known something about this guy that they shouldn't have but uh and so he, really it's a it's a wacky story and i couldn't really get much more information about it it's wacky yeah was this uh in kansas bruce it that also didn't they didn't it's got i'm assuming it's either in kansas or missouri which is i thought i thought it was outside of kansas city it's oh uh, yeah yeah <clears throat> And but, it's like they're not they're not used to that so those it, super cold temps that came down there. And it says the police confirmed that the man so allowed the there, officer right? to search his home. That he oh that he allowed the police right. to search his home. Yeah, but then it doesn't go any further. Like doesn't say what they found or anything. Maybe they Listen. said some bad things about yeah. Taylor Swift because they were sick of seeing her <laughs> on the TV. That's what I was thinking. She dispatched a <laughs> hit crew down there and got rid of them. She, she sent the Church of Satan after those guys. Yeah. 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 Bruski, it mm. sounds like you're going to have to be an investigative reporter on this one and call down to the police no, and tell I'm them going. we have a very important podcast called uh, Union of the Unknowns and you're an investigative reporter and you just want to get some more information on this story. Yeah, I'm heading yeah. there after the show. On the scene. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> If it was uh, if Taylor Swift was responsible, I'm surprised they couldn't just shake it off. <laughs> Sorry about that. I see what you did there, Terry. Shamed. <laughs> hmm. um, so is it uh, Scotsky? You're in the frozen north. Is it? Is it still yes. really cold in the, up there? No, so right. we're at, so so we're at like 37 well, degrees Fahrenheit here, which is pretty warm. That's cold. Here. Well, it's oh, like it's bad. like summer yeah, that's, up here. That's pretty, it's that's pretty good, yeah. I don't even wear my yeah. jacket when it's this warm. So. That's too cold for Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm. Now, a couple of weeks ago, it was like in the negative, like negative 35 wind chills, and now it's freaking cold. Man, we're, we're pushing man, 70 man. this week down I here. I know. Like, what's up? I need to move down by you guys. <laughs> Well, it was it was down in the 30s to teens at one point in the past week and a half or so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like two weeks ago when I was there. Yep. I was like, dang, I came from South sunny South Florida to Georgia to yep. having it be in the teens. I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> yep, I couldn't even go outside and smoke a cigar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's nothing. We go out and picnic when it's like 30 degrees here. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. 30's not bad. Do you guys uh, go outside and let off fireworks for like New Year's and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. That? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Ice fishing. Ice fishing is very popular up here this time of year. Everyone's on the ice fishing. I have never gone ice fishing myself. I would like to at some point. Yeah. But it's like, so yeah, you, you just go on the lake and you just get sloshed and go fishing. You don't have a, a little tent that you set up and punch a hole. Oh, yeah. There. Yep. There's some there's some crazy setups that people do. 
they'll do like they'll do like little sheds they'll drag on the lake mm-hmm. they'll do like rvs and like little tents like you said like little temporary tents but yeah rv yeah some people they'll drive their trucks on the lake i would yep. not drive my truck mm-hmm. onto water i'm sorry like that's <laughs> like and then cracking the ice in front of you saying hey like if this can crack it why can't your rv or your truck well it's a like, drill mm-hmm. you use a drill Okay. Yeah, use a use an ice auger. Rip the, you don't use a just a hatchet. And, and there you go. I mean, you're just the out there drunk <laughs> with yeah. your RV in an ice thing of cold water. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. And then your then your RV is on driving to keep you warm, and then it's slowly melting the ice, and then all of a sudden yep. you're all gonna be a bunch of drowned drunk idiots. Yep. All of a sudden you're like freezing. Like, what just happened to me? Cold water ain't so bad. I jumped in the lake a couple <laughs> weeks ago and it was 20 degrees outside and the lake was like 37. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's cold. You're you're one of the polar bear guys, aren't you? Polar I bear. only oh, tried yeah. it for the first time like four weeks he's, ago he's and like I've done it three hot. times. Yeah. Is that like your cold plunges, wow. um, Perm? Well, I so, had never done a cold plunge before that, so I just started and we've done it three times. I think we're going tomorrow again. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> they do that. We'll do that on New Year's Day here on Lake Michigan in Milwaukee. They'll do the. That's when we plunge. started. Mm-hmm. All people uh, go out there. Women aren't allowed on the lake, really. <laughs> yeah, That's okay. I don't want to be on it anyway. <laughs> huh? It's like it's like boys boys time on the lake. On the on the lake any- here, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to log in to. Uh, join all you lovely people in the chat and apparently as of december 27th my email has been scheduled for deletion by google for violating something even though i've had the email for like less than a year and i hardly ever use it so i don't know it's what probably I did. You hardly ever use it are you able to log into it or no it wouldn't let me it said that i've i've been disabled and that it's scheduled for deletion and I can start an appeal process if I want, but it wouldn't tell me what I did wrong. It said I violated the terms of service somehow. That's the thing with Google is I bet you like just certain emails and stuff like that, they're going to be tracking for keywords and stuff. And then they're going to be like, no, you violated that term of service. And we're just going to wipe out your whole company. It's not even a Google email though. It's my own domain and I've hardly used it. Huh. Yeah, Weird. so just start the appeal You're process. A well-known, that, dangerous, wrong thinker, I'm afraid. Um, apparently. They are uh, deleting emails and stuff like that that people aren't using. They're just going through that process right now. Yeah. So that might be it. It might be because if so you that have... That would be a Gmail. But this correct. is my own email. Cor- yeah, so they can't delete your own personal email. Where did you buy it from? Name's cheap, but they they just Chico when I logged the in, they said I violated terms of service. Name's cheap did or Google? Google. But you would have logged in through a Gmail account, not your name's cheap. No, but you can set your... up a YouTube account under other emails other than Gmail. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. Get you well, get you a proton. Give email. them that, uh, we, we're emails for you. So what? Just yeah. set up underneath we'll another, uh, set up a Gmail or whatever, and just underneath yeah. that. Yeah. And then you can just forward Even that email over to something YouTube else. With this episode, 
So I was going to say, given that we're going to be on YouTube yeah. with this episode, am I allowed to say, say that YouTube? I don't know. We are on YouTube right now, Terry. Yes. We're actually live on YouTube right now. You can, you can say any word well, uh, as long yeah, as, it, maybe as it doesn't start with a, the letter V sex. and end in the in the letter Axine. <laughs> don't say these that, keywords. Then you'll be fine. Yep. Like, uh, I can't think of another one. <laughs> Veranda. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame. Make sure you appeal that says, It is the best platform for watching and sharing videos, really, isn't it? By far. Listen, YouTube but University, anyway, that's what we're here for. It's just kind of crazy time. that you're appealing something that you don't even know what you did. Yeah, you at would least, think that they would have to tell you. the violation. Yeah. And I could be like, oh, wait, I did do that, so don't mind me. I won't appeal this decision. Right. You know what I mean? Why are we wasting each other's time? Yep. You're just, like, you're just on a government watch list somewhere. That's why they I think that's did part it. of the trip. We all. Yeah, yeah. We are, yeah, all of us. Definitely. Yep. I, I, I'm sure everybody in the world is has an entry in the government database, but then they've just got a series of little check boxes, mm-hmm. and if you get enough of those, then they start paying attention to you. Yeah, it's like yep. the little hash <laughs> hashes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Did yep. you, if you, if you voted mm-hmm. for Ron Paul at an election, you get a check mark and. <clears throat> If yep. you said the word libertarianism <laughs> at some point, you'd get another checkbox. And... Yep. Mm-hmm. If so. you hung out with you guys, you get lots of <laughs> yes. checkboxes. 100%. If you host sure. a podcast that dislikes the government, it's a, <laughs> you get several checkboxes. Look yep. at this. This exactly. person sent me a friend request on Facebook. We love the government. It's like legit. A, Looks like a really important guy. He's a Nigerian prince. Is that what it is? No, yeah. he, no, I think he lives in Atlanta. So, anyways, so <laughs> he he's got like all this Masonic prince. stuff. And remember when we did that episode with uh Bruce yeah. with um uh Brad uh Brad, I was about to say Brad Pitt Brad, with yeah. um Brad, and we were talking about the kings of whatever it was, nice remember. Stuff, yeah, 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 I just yeah. wanted to. I should just like send him our episode and be like, No, thanks. I don't need friends. Yeah. Why don't you get him on the show? Get him on the show, yeah. we could quiz him. I'd like to have a chat with that yeah. guy. There you go. Speaking of that, I think that outfit's at my Goodwill here in town. I'll go get it. <laughs> I'm only accepting your friend request to invite you onto our podcast. <laughs> Speaking of Brad, he's gonna be moderating the libertarian. Uh, debate uh, tomorrow at for the awesome. Libertarian Party of Georgia has their convention tomorrow, wow. and he's moderating uh, the debate between the the candidates. That's awesome! How exciting! Yeah. Is that going to be well, like streaming uh, anywhere where you'd be able to watch I, it? I don't know. I'm going to go. It's right down the street, right down in yeah. Conyers. So I'm I think the go. Tower Gang guys are going to be there too. Tower Gang's going to be there. Uh, Spike Cohen's going to speak. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. So I'm gonna go check it out. Nice. Tara, you should just give us a polar park deal. I will. Do you know the candidates? Uh, there was the a list. I don't recall too? their names. There are a bunch of people I'd never heard of. I don't think. Mm. Uh, but uh, you could probably look it up real quick while you guys vamp while I do this. You know. So. Vamp. How about, how about what is vamp? After the. Uh, the <laughs> The sort of libertarian. 
Scott, After the Libertarian Party takeover, that, you know, that got rid of all those. Like, hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm debating, do I get another drink <laughs> or no? Like, hmm. You had two already, right? Yes. Isn't that the two? Not that I'm counting. It was only because you said what you were drinking. And you're like, I have this one next. Yeah, that was yep. rum. You said you're drinking rum and Coke. Rum and Coke was starting. And then I finished. All right. My last one was a, a barrel aged sour. Oh, from Oscar Blues. That's right. Yep. Oscar Blues. Yep. I remember that. I've been doing dry January. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you need that sometimes. Yeah. You know. That's that's not allowed here in Wisconsin, yeah, I mean, though. Only I mean, no. four more days to go. And <laughs> four more, I know, right? <laughs> I wish you, I wish you the best. I never understood that concept, but well, I you. gave this month to God, so and that's why I did it. I wanted to fast for him. Amen. Yeah. Nice. So it's been hard the last few days, though, huh? Yeah, I did a dry uh, seventy-two hours recently. Oh really? Yeah, and I I can't. I need it again. He needed again. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got. I have the list. So what time is it tomorrow? The, well, the convent. I mean, the convention's already started. They had a thing today, and but tomorrow's schedule starts at nine, um, and they've got a couple speakers, and then the debate is at two thirty. Um, it's moderated by Brad Binkley and Clint Russell, whose name I don't recognize. That's not the same Clint from. Is that Monica's friend Clint? I think he's on Timcast a lot. Yeah, he's a he's a podcaster. I've heard that name before. So the candidates are Jacob Hornberger, Chase Oliver, who I do recognize. He ran for Senate down here in Georgia. Joshua Smith, Mike Termott, Lars Mapstead, Michael Reckenwald, and Toad. I think Toad is a guy, one of the tower Toad. guys, maybe. Yeah, Toad's Tower Gang. All right. Okay. Toad, Toad for president. That's quite a lot of people. Yep. People. So that'll and be Clint that. Russell we'll has a podcast, Liberty Lockdown. President oh, yeah. Yep. That's the one bring to it. All right. Well, I'll go down there. I'll take some pictures. I'll put up Listen, some. Listen, get us on the uh, Timcast. Speak to the guy, Clint. Just have a one on one conversation with him, Keel. And uh, and then you know get yourself or someone else out on Timcast, and uh, as a guest on there. You gotta go to West Virginia. Yeah, that's okay. You can fly in. Who is it? Who's yeah. close? Bruski's close to West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> <Closer than I am. laughs> Country roads so, take uh, me home, man. Yeah. Terry might be closer to West Terry's Virginia close. than me. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I if can, I could ask a I serious can... question. Yeah, Terry. Uh, sorry, I was going to ask a serious question. Does the, uh, the Libertarian Pie, I don't know if anyone knows, does it work like the other, you know, the two main pies? Do they have conventions in each state and, you know, they have a vote and then yep. Yep. they decide who the candidate's going to be based on that? Well, I wouldn't say necessarily it Ooh. works like the other two parties because I've never even heard of any libertarians in my state. Yeah, it's not they—they they aren't the—it's the largest third party, but it's not big enough to actually get any kind of federal support like the other two parties. So they don't get on the ballots uh, unless you're voting. Uh, unless you're like, in, uh, usually you can get in the primaries. You can get to like an independent ballot, and it'll have a libertarian on there. Maybe if I'm remembering correctly, um, but uh, 
but they're definitely on the the general election ballot. You get all the different parties as long as they get enough sing- signatures, right. and they they pay the filing fee or whatever. Yeah. Then yeah, they get on the on the ballot. Yeah, they show up on the ballots. I you just never hear about them until the ballot. Yeah, yeah. Now the this is just the convent the Libertarian Party of Georgia convention. This is not the the you know the country like the nation no, the national libertarian party convention which will decide the the actual candidate for president uh, but i'm looking forward to the to the debate right. anyway right. yeah that'll be cool yeah, i hope i hope that it's streamed or at least recorded so we can listen to it later and you know, yeah, i'd love to hear grant talk yeah i've i've watched these de- these de- debates before because so i know they're recorded uh, I don't know if they'll be live stream, but if it is, I'll certainly uh, post a uh, notice in our Discord channels, and and then I'll I'll try to I'll try to sneak up on stage and go, "Hey, I'm on TV." Are you gonna wear your shaman suit? What suit? Just streak, just streak across the stage. It's like, oh my oh, god, there, there, you go. there he goes. You give you the libertarian shaman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put my uh, uh, my so Viking actual Viking comment up here. Um, oh really? Wow! Someone's put a comment up here. I went to Paxlovid. the primary and voted for Paxlovid, which I thought was quite a good comment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it's yeah, COVID, so you can get rebounds. Going to ask yeah, you well. COVID. Rebound COVID. Yeah. You do, do you want to be out of work longer? Do you want? Do, do you want to do you want to be out of work later? Do you want to get sicker? Do you want to stay in bed for two weeks? Paxlovid for rebound COVID. That's that right. will do it for you. You should do the ad for it, Jackie. Put that, put that on the bumper sticker. Paxlovid. Yep. For rebound yeah. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to brag that uh, one of my coworkers uh, sent me a text message one day. His wife, he was home taking care of his wife because she had been she's she tested herself and she had covid so she was kind of sick and and uh and the doctor had prescribed paxlovid for her and my co-worker wisely texted me about it and said hey man have you heard of this paxlovid stuff what do you think what's the what's the you know the buzz about that and i said oh oh okay if you want rebound covid Paxlovid, you know, like I gave him all this crap and he was like, oh, okay, okay. And, uh, and then he, he, he ended up not getting it, not getting the pack, not filling the prescription. So I was like, yeah, I made a difference. That was a win. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, what you made a difference. Oh, is it? My that dad got my one good thing Paxlovid too. And I told him about the rebound stuff and the exact thing happened. He felt good for a few days and felt like shit again afterwards. Golly. Terry, what were you going to say? Yeah. One good thing I can say about it. Well, one good thing I can say about Paxlovid is it's better than run. Death is near. So um, yeah, there's something, something good. I to had say a friend who, who was Paxlovid on that. Paxlovid is sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, is that right? Stick can't. I mean, surely right? it's got to be subsidized more maybe than that's that. That's a full course. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Well, after Maybe. your insurance pays for it, you only have to pay fifteen hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> right. You get that. <laughs> you, right. The yeah, the pharmacist tells you, "Oh, yeah, it's only it's only uh, you know thirty five dollars." Oh, great! Here you go. And then you get that explanation of benefits in the mail, and it actually only 
took off thirty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, I gotta run, guys. Bye, right, Perm. Great hanging Appreciate out. You. With you. Hey, good to see yeah, you, Perm. Yeah. Happy yeah. Later, Perm. We'll get you back. Out okay. Love you, Perm. Have a Jump wonderful evening. I'll, I'll hit you up later in Discord. All right, so. sounds good. Yeah. Cheers, bro. Yeah, Take care. For those old yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheers. So that's what they charge Medicare. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my neighbor had uh, taken it and he's like, I was feeling so much better. Then I took Paxlovid and now I feel like crap again. I was like, you dummy. Why didn't you ask me first when you took that? I was like, even Fauci and Biden got rebound on that. <laughs> yeah. That was no. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Like both of them. And then even the the director of the CDC didn't that same damn thing happen to her too, didn't it? God bless her. They yeah. all yeah. wow. And they were all <laughs> talking up Paxlovid, how great it was. And this is this is the shy one right here. Say hi. Hi. Say hi. Oh bye. I'll just hide in daddy. So, okay. Listen, if anybody wants to find us, they can find us at union of the unknowns.com. Uh, we also, if they want to find us at not, you are mama's plural news.com. Not you are mama's news.com. There you'll be able to find us. You can chat with Ash on uh, Twitter or now X. Uh, you can leave us a great voice message on our number, which you can get that all at our website or email us at union of the unknowns at gmail. Uh, well, union of the unknowns at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can reach all of us there. If you have anything specific for any one person, just feel free to leave that person's name or whatever, and we'll make sure that they get it. You can also come and hang out with us on the discord, which you're able to get through there as well. And then if you do want to get any of our special episodes or anything like that that we can't share on YouTube. Uh, you definitely can subscribe to us on Rockfin and our Rumble channel. Um, so anyways, everyone, does anyone else have anything last thing they'd like to say? Yeah, don't forget about the smooth bonus content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all of our all of our audio <laughs> that we've ever recorded is available through any of your podcatching apps and websites and things so and uh, i think we you could watch video on spotify i don't know i've never done that i don't have spotify you can i believe it's, it's preferred so i prefer okay. video yep anyway that's all i got all right anyone else terry nope. all right scott bruce king yep no. thanks for having me on again all right you guys. have a good evening yep. bye take care guys Bye, everybody. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.